Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Aviphones podcast and where we're going to focus on the new Sony Bravia XR TVs for 2021. And as always, I'm joined by podcast regular Steve Withers. Hi, Steve. Hi, everybody. And um, we also have special guests. We have Gavin and Nick from Sony. Hello, gents. Hey, Hello. how's it going? So before we get into the TVs, and we're going to get, uh, we're going to have a quite a deep dive today, hopefully, into some of the TVs and the technology. Um, I guess you could introduce yourself to our listeners. So let's start with Nick. Nick, who are you? What do you do? And and what's your job title? Yeah, perfect. So welcome. Um, I'm the uh, Nick Roos. I'm the product manager for Sony UK and Ireland. So dealing with everything TV related. Um, so I had quite a long history at Sony as well, just started within this role, but before that within training, working together with Gavin as well. Um, so quite a long history and playing around with all of the cool tech that we have within Sony. And Gavin, uh, you will be a regular to some of our uh, regular listeners and viewers who have seen you on videos from CES and so on. We didn't get an opportunity to do that this year, but maybe you could just introduce yourself. So I'm Gavin McCarran. I'm the technical marketing manager for marketing in Europe. So um, I look after not just the UK, but also uh, all the other countries in Europe as well. So it was a bit strange. We didn't have CES this year. We all know why we didn't have CES this year, but we, we missed out on the normal interviews and finding out about the new products and so on. So this is the, the purpose of the podcast here. So uh, we are going to ask you all about the new TVs and then hopefully we can get into some of the, the new tech as well because there's some exciting stuff in, in the listings here for us to go through. But first of all, maybe you could give us uh, an overview of the 2021 Bravia XR TVs. Maybe starting with what does XR mean? Uh, yeah, so obviously maybe I'll take that one first. So XR is short for cognitive intelligence. So XR is our kind of abbreviation that we use for all of the models that sit within that lineup. Um, so the processor itself is called the cognitive processor XR and all the new technologies that build upon this foundation will have XR at the beginning as well. So when we go into some of the details, you find those two letters come across quite often. Um, so it's really, it's, it's our top end uh, range of, of products that are really designed to, to make sure that picture quality is as good as it can basically replicating things, how we see with the human eye and how we process things ourselves. Okay, so Gavin, maybe you could give us a rundown of uh, the 2021 model lineup then. Um, so yeah, okay, there's it's quite a um, wide range of models again for this year. So um, I suppose if we start at the top and then work our way back kind of down the lineup, uh, we start um, our flagship model for this year is the Z9J. That's our 8K full array LED model. Um, that comes in 85-inch and 75-inch screen sizes. Down below that, uh, that is a master series model as well, so that's our kind of flagship master series. And um, then onto the OLED models, we have the A90J, which is our master series OLED for uh, 2021. That is, um, it's got loads of tech in it. Um, I'm sure we'll cover that off in a little bit more detail later on, but we've a new screen size in that, which is 83-inch. And we've also got a 65-inch and a 55-inch model as well so different sizes to really kind of suit all sorts of different uh different room sizes or different budgets in there as well below the a90j we've got the a80j um another oled model and that replaces the a8 from last year so more of a kind of a mid-range um, oled model three different screen sizes again 77 inch uh, 65 inch and 55 inch there are a few differences of course between the a80j and the a90j which i'm sure we'll cover off but the most important just to bring it up now is the a90j has our xr oled contrast pro technology so it's a brighter screen so you can get a you know higher peak brightness higher overall brightness as well as the 
kind of significant technological difference, both with the XR cognitive processor. So onto full array LED then, we have the X95J, and that's in uh, three screen sizes, 85, 75, and 65 inches, a full array LED model again, and that replaces XH95 from 2020. Below that then, we have the X90J, uh, and that's in a whole range of different screen sizes actually. So uh, 85, 75, 65, and 50 inch as well. And again, full array LED. And all of those models feature the Cognitive Processor XR. So they're all part of the Bravia XR lineup essentially. So that's just a quick kind of run through of the main models for this year. Uh, Gavin, you've mentioned the new Cognitive Processor XR. What exactly is it and what are the benefits that it offers? So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a departure actually. So it, the design and the idea behind Cognitive Processor XR is to bring um, a human element into the processing technology. So, you know, we're very well used to uh, AI. We've been talking about AI for a long time with when it comes into uh, picture processing. Actually, if you kind of go back into Sony's history, we started with this kind of database, building databases and using them as a reference for picture quality, going back to uh, 1997 with digital reality creation. And we've been building on that since with all of our different processors right up to X1 Ultimate. So Cognitive Processor XR adds a cognitive intelligence part onto that. And kind of more simply, that is bringing in a, a human element. And there's a couple of different parts to it. So first of all, you've got the processing side. Uh, and for this, the processor kind of works the same way our brains do in that it will do cross analysis across a huge amount of different variables all at the one time. Just like when we kind of look out into a scene or whatever, there's lots of stuff going on. And our brains are kind of con uh, comparing and contrasting all of that information at the one time. And where AI is obviously very good at identifying, you know, color, contrast, clarity, detail individually, what the Cognitive Processor XR is doing is enhancing each of those elements to each of their individual, you know, kind of best state, but also on top of that, referencing them against each other. So referencing everything within the frame but also between frames as well. So knowing what's gone and knowing what's coming up uh, as well. And then onto the kind of the, the processing side as well then is introducing uh, the elements such as the focal point. So the TV understands in the scene what the focal point of that scene is. And it will actually pay more attention um, and it will add, I should say, additional processing power to that focal point. For example, um, you know, I'm looking at all of you guys on the screen at the moment. My focal point is, is well, it's actually on myself, of course. So, but those, that, that's a kind of great example of a focal point is somebody, you know, natural human idea is to uh, look into uh, people's faces first and then into the eyes. So uh, Cognitive Processor XR understands this um, human traits are fairly standard across all of the different people. So it will pay additional attention to those areas and uh, improve the contrast, the color, the detail, all of those different elements to ensure you've got more of a natural looking picture as well. Now, all of the other areas within the scene, you know, the, the background, all of that detail is still hugely important, of course, because that can give you quite a nice depth into the picture. 
Uh, and that's, of course, treated to at least a standard of, um, of what we've seen with X1 Ultimate in the past, for example. So in short, um, it's bringing that human element into picture quality that we've not had before. So we're the world's first TVs with cognitive processing. Which TVs will it be on? So that's all of the TVs, the Bravi XR range. So all of the models with cognitive processor XR. So A90J right the way up to Z9J. Thanks. And your explanation there, Gavin, this is not just a marketing name that you've added onto this just to sell more TVs. There's actually proper technology behind it because, you know, the cynical side of our audience and forums where they discuss things is that, well, it's just marketing, but it's a little bit more than that, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, yeah, and um, hopefully the, the the proof of the pudding will be in the eating, so to speak. So when when you know your listeners and viewers get to uh, to check out the TVs, they'll see the picture quality is is fantastic. Um, obviously, I'm going to say that anyway because, but you know, there's a huge amount of development that we put into the picture processor, and it's been one of our kind of headline subjects or focus areas for a long time now as well. Um, you know, I think from a company point of view, we've been talking about the picture processor longer uh, than, than some of the others might have uh, in the past as well. So it's a hugely important part of the, uh, the TV experience. Yeah. Um, before we get into the, the actual models, there, there is some new tech that we need to talk about as well, which is Bravia Core, which is a new streaming service, which is going to be available on the TV. So maybe you could tell us what that is, uh, which TVs it's going to be on and um, how long it's going to be available for. Yeah, maybe I'll take that one. So yep. only Bravia Core, like you mentioned, new streaming service. Um, so this is included with all the XR models. Um, so it's included with the television. So it's more of a, a an added bonus that you get with the TV. Um, so it's on the uh, on the X90J uh, all the way up to the Z9J. Um, there is a slight difference in access levels. Um, so the, the regular models they get in the UK get one a year of free streaming service and five credits to redeem for premium movies. Um, we'll explain a bit about the difference in, in a few seconds. And then the Master Series, so A90J and Z9J, they get two years of streaming and 10 credits. So you get twice as much content for those models. But they both offer access to the same library of content. Uh, so from a streaming point of view, you have access to over 100 titles with a, a mixture of content. Um, and of course, from, from a credit point of view, they both have access currently, at least in the UK, uh, for over 500 movies that you can pick from. So instead of just giving you one or two movies with the TV, like traditionally you get on a physical disc maybe as a bonus offer, now you have the full choice, plus of course the streaming across the board. Um, and the main reason why I wanted to offer this on these TVs is to offer the best possible picture quality you can get. Uh, I mean, on the Bravia core side of things, the streaming technology that we use is called PureStream. I'm sure, I'm sure you might have heard about that before, uh, but this is the streaming technology that we developed for this together with, uh, with Sony Pictures to deliver the best possible streaming quality as a whole, up to 80 megabits a second. So of course, you're going to need a very fast broadband for that. Uh, but if you do have that, you can stream equivalent quality as a physical disk from a streaming point of view compared to regular streaming services that will have some form of compression on, on their content. Um, and on top of that, to make that, of course, the best it can be, we also have access to the biggest IMAX enhanced library anywhere out there. So you'll have access to loads of content, uh, both recent blockbusters, but also all the way back into Sony uh, Pictures kind of legacy library. Uh, so whatever type of movie you're into, chances are there will be something available for you. Again, both streaming and as well as credits that you can redeem for movies that you will own for essentially as long as you have the TV. Okay, so once you've used up your credits, do you then pay for the rest of the content? Uh, no, so the, the credit bit, that's a separate section. Um, so those you will have either five or 10, depending on the TV. Um, and once you've used your credits, that's basically it. 
But on top of that, of course, you still have your streaming side of things that will be continuously available for either 12 months or 24 months. But those are fixed periods with the, with the TV. So there, it's not a subscription service like you would find on, on other streaming services where you can get a monthly payment or anything along those lines. Uh, for now, it's just an in included extra that you get with the with the, uh, the XR models. So when you get to the end of your, your 12 months, your 24 months, that's it. It disappears from, Correct, yes. from your service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And will that always be the case, or is this something that you're going to look at in terms of how well it's it's taken to the market and how well it performs? I mean, currently this is the what we're looking at, so it's being uh, being included as part of the TV essentially. So a, a much better version of the of the normal offers where you would get maybe two Blu-rays or four Blu-rays with a, with a television. Now you've got a much much better selection and for a much longer duration as well. Okay, and this is Sony Pictures, uh, so it's all their content. Correct. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. And will it be 4K Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos? Uh, so it's for obviously depending on the content uh, up to 4K in HDR. Uh, there will be some HD content, some regular 4K content, some 4K HDR content, um, and of course in the on uh, within IMAX enhanced, those will be with DTS audio as well. Okay. Speaking of uh, smart platforms, you've you've switched from Android TV to Google TV this year. Can you tell us about the the changes and the benefits of this of this switch? Yeah. So um, yeah, Google TV is it works differently. So um, I think the main point is how the recommendations work. It's a brand new interface. It's much more uh, kind of interactive, I suppose is a good word to use. And it bases, um, you know, we spend a lot of time looking for content. Um, we want to spend more time watching content. And what Google TV will do is aggregate very accurate recommendations on what you should watch next or what you might be interested in watching next. So um, it, it understands, it knows what, um, streaming services you're signed into, for example. So if you've, you know, you've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Apple TV, it will understand that you're signed into those accounts. It will make recommendations based on your interest. So, um, you know, what you've added onto your watch list, what you've liked, what you've disliked, uh, what you're currently watching, what you've watched in the past. And it'll bring it all together in a really nice uh, user interface as well. So it just makes it much, much easier to both continue watching what you've been already watching and then finding new content um, with you know, decent recommendations. Um, one of the other things that I actually just used it the other day is really, really useful is um, the watch list. So you've got a tab uh, for your library basically. But if you search for a movie um, you know, through Google on your smartphone, you know, when you're out talking to friends or whatever, somebody recommends a movie, you search for it on your smartphone, it will come up and tell you where it's available. So on the streaming services that you're, you're a member of, and you can add it onto your watch list. And then when you get home later that evening and you go, oh, I must watch that movie. You don't have to kind of scroll through trying to find it. Just go to your watch list. It'll be there waiting for you. So there's that lovely kind of integration um, alongside your other services that you use as well. So the layout is, is much, much simpler. It's, it's quite exciting looking and it's a nice way to find content. Yeah, that's the kind of the main big difference with, uh, with Google TV for this year. What other streaming services does it actually support? Um, so yeah, it supports the, the, the main big ones. So Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, Apple TV, and you can choose which ones um, to sign in on as well. So if you don't want recommendations, you can turn all of that off as well, which is pretty cool. If you do want recommendations, then you 
tick the boxes and you'll get your recommendations from, from them. There'll be more services uh, joining in the future as well, I'm sure. Will, um, will Google TV be part of um, all of Sony's 2021 TVs this year? Yeah, yeah. So we haven't mentioned some of the other models in, in the lineup. So we ha also have non-XR models. We've got the A80J and the A85J, and they're both on the Google TV platform as well. Right. Uh, the only model that sits outside the Google TV platform is our 32-inch HD Ready model, the W800, uh, and that continues on Android TV. So you still get lots of cool stuff with uh, the W800. Step it up to the Google TV and you get that better uh, interactivity, yeah. I think we need to move on to the main event, I think. Uh, that is the actual TV models. And I've got to say, um, the A90J is causing a lot of buzz on the forums. Um, it's really caught people's attention this year from uh, the initial announcement. And the initial announcement was uh, XR OLED Contrast Pro and the extra brightness. If there's one Achilles heel to OLED technology, it is full screen brightness and peak brightness, um, where it can't quite compete with... LED LCD TVs in that regard. It has the dynamic range, it has the black levels, it has the per pixel, but brightness uh, has been an issue. And there have been some models out there released in, in uh, the last couple of years where they've pushed brightness, but part of the, the pushing of brightness is that it's washed the colors out because it's an RGB, uh, WRGB panel. It uses the white pixel to, to boost the brightness. And you're doing something a little bit different with the A90J. So I don't know who wants to take this question, maybe Nick or Gavin, but um, what makes the panel different this year and what are you doing with the WRGB pixels in terms of color fidelity? Yeah, well, the, the, there's not a huge amount I can share on it, but basically it's the, the panel design. Um, it's a Sony unique panel design. Uh, and essentially what we have is a aluminium plate on the OLED panel itself. And that's there to help dissipate heat away from, uh, away from the panel itself. So I guess you could say heat is, the, I guess, the enemy of, of OLED because um, that is what can cause um, image retention and in long-term potentially screen burn as well. Now, we have, of course, um, the aluminium plate, which helps dissipate the heat. But on top of that, then Cognitive Processor XR, again, plays a big role in managing what's going on on the screen, being able to understand what the signal is, uh, what's in the signal, and also mapping where the heat is on the screen as well. So it can adjust and uh, maximize the potential for, uh, for the panel as well. So that gives us that overall brightness increase, uh, which is super important, obviously, for enjoying your TV. In addition to that, then, because we've got this um, uh, higher uh, range of brightness that we can use, that actually helps with the color. Um, so we can get a wider range of different shades and tones uh, at high brightness uh, as well. And then also, because we're managing that heat, we can use the, uh, the RGB as well as the W to, um, to give us that higher peak brightness in certain circumstances as well. So the overall effect, the net result is higher overall brightness and higher peak brightness uh, as well. And it is signal processing and hardware kind of working together to give us that, that benefit, yeah. Has there been any uh, physical changes to the, the panel and the compound? Because some of your competitors who buy the panels from the same uh, distribution, they are using a new panel with different compounds this year. So it, uh, is that something that you're doing as well with the panel? 
So uh, panel-wise, um, we use the latest OLED device is, is the kind of way we put it. And then we put our own technology onto that as well. So, um, you know, even going back to, to A1 time, you know, the addition of the acoustic surface audio technology is a Sony unique thing that we've added onto the panel as well. So you can kind of think about it in the same, uh, in the same way. Um, as far as, you know, other brands, I can't really talk about what they're doing so much, but uh, it is different to, to some of those, yeah. Okay, I, that, I think that's as far as I'm going to push that question because <laughs> I, I know it's difficult for you to answer that, Gavin, but it is a question that it gets asked all the time on the forum, so I'm sure people will appreciate the answer to that one. Um, so we'll keep, skip the next question because it did mention a competitor. <laughs> uh, maybe, Steve, you'll go into the benefits. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously you just mentioned that there's increased brightness. So what benefits do you hope the enthusiasts will get from the A90J, um, given it's got extra brightness and obviously it supports HDR? Well, yeah, you know, um, HDR and brightness kind of go hand in hand, really. So it's it's going to give you that wider range of contrast within the picture. Obviously, OLED is always fantastic for super deep, dark black levels. Um, we pay a lot of attention to things like shadow detail as well. It was one of the, you know, going back a couple of years, shadow detail was always a kind of a, an issue around on OLED panels as well, but we're making sure that we're keeping that shadow detail within the picture. But because you've got that wider range of brightness, um, you can get you know, a more natural, more realistic, more immersive picture as well. And with the added benefit then of, um, because you've got higher brightness, having more color that you can use, that helps in that respect as well. So, the additional color can also play a kind of a, a, a good role in texture within the picture as well. So the, the more different shades and tones of color that you can have, the finer the level of texture you can get as well. Uh, and texture is, again, one of those additional things that helps the immersion in the picture. You get more of that, uh, that 3D effect almost, which helps draw you into uh, whatever you're watching. Um, and then, yeah, in certain circumstances, obviously peak highlights, depending on what the tone curve is from what you're watching as well. Uh, we always tend to uh, very accurately match tone curves to the original uh, content that the creator intended you to see. So um, in that respect, it can, it can help in that as well. Have, has Sony actually um, publicly specified how bright the panel can go? Uh, no, no. Um, I'm sure there's lots of numbers out there that you guys have seen already. But from um, our perspective, we've continued with our um, age-old uh, response of we don't quote numbers um, generally. Um, uh, so, yeah, no official numbers. I think probably the only thing we can say that the A90J is definitely our brightest OLED ever. I think that's probably fair. This kind of the, the line that we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, obviously, I can't wait to <laughs> we'll get one find in out. testing it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, you know, that's our hobby horse. That's what I like to sit and do, sit and test the TV. So hopefully we can do that soon. Um, you mentioned creators intent. That's very important to us here at AV Forums. It's always something that, that we backed in. And Sony are well known for their um, uh, professional side. So, you know, you go from camera basically all the way to the home screen uh, in terms of production line. You design the cameras, uh, the grading suites. They're usually your uh, monitor systems that are used there and so on. So what impact does the professional side have, especially the BVM? line of uh, grading monitors and so on. What kind of impact does that have on your consumer TVs in terms of picture accuracy? Well, um, in, in, yeah, yeah okay. go for it, Nick, yeah. 
I'd say, yeah, I mean, it has quite a massive impact because obviously when we design consumer TVs, we can then reference our professional monitors and the people that properly determine picture quality, I mean, content creators from Sony Pictures, the hardware devices like those mastering monitors and the cameras, and now everything is being captured on the sensors. It gives us a better understanding of what colors are supposed to look like, what the brightness is supposed to be like, what, what the black levels are supposed to be like. And then we can tune our TVs, especially in our, customer and, in, in our custom and cinema picture setting presets on the TVs, to really give you that creator's intent to get as close to those reference monitors as you can on the consumer device without going all the way into one of our professional broadcast monitors, which, of course, are not only a lot more expensive, but also not really available in a wide range of screen sizes. You're a bit more limited there. I, I have had one uh, to use side by side uh, for a little while. I, I borrowed one and absolutely fantastic image quality. You know, if, you, if we ever see TVs that can get to the, the master side of things, uh, we're, we're in for uh, some exciting times ahead. Uh, just one other thing I wanted to mention, you, you mentioned the picture modes there. Um, I get asked all the time why Sony don't have a filmmaker mode. Um, why is it that you don't have filmmaker mode? Um, well, we focus on um, custom modes. Um, so... For, for us, we've based that on the BVMX 300. So that's our kind of our benchmark for custom mode to make it as close as possible to um, an actual physical device that is used in the, in the making of movies, TV shows, et cetera. So um, that's our kind of our philosophy on it is to base it very much on uh, an actual product that is, is used within the industry. Um, and we've got an advantage there, of course, in that we have this close working relationship with our professional part of the company and the movie making part of the company, the TV making part of the company as well. So it, it all works very well together for us. Um, so that's where our focus is. We've also got cinema mode as well. And cinema mode has been made in conjunction with Sony Pictures uh, to give a little bit more of um, a kind of a little bit more uh, color and a little bit more light into the picture as well. So make it a little bit more kind of consumer friendly uh, for those kind of customers as well. So there's lots of options uh, within the lineup of um, picture modes to choose from. So that's where our focus is, is custom mode. Um, and that's a lot of the processing is, is turned off there as well because we want to make it uh, as close to the uh, creator's intent as possible. Excellent. So that's the A90G. So let's move on to the A80G. Um, maybe you can tell us the differences between the two models and what separates them. Yeah, so obviously A80G still being OLED as well, starting off with the A. Um, there's actually two models. There is an A80G and an A84G. Um, they're from a design point of view very, very similar. The only difference being that the A84J has the built-in microphone for the hands-free uh, Google Assistant functions that you do also get on the A90J. But a regular A80J doesn't have the built-in microphone in the TV, but it still has it in the remote control. So they both have full support, of course. You just have a little bit more, more flexibility on the A84J. Uh, but the, the main difference is, of course, between them is going to be the picture quality. Um, it doesn't have the XR OLED Contrast Pro. It just has regular XR OLED Contrast, but still using the cognitive processor XR to make the most out of the OLED panel to give you those perfect black levels, smooth gradations, good shadow details, and still very high peak brightness as well. It still has the acoustic su su surface as well, where the screen is the speaker. Uh, differences between the A80 uh, range and the A90 is that the A90 still has the center speaker mode, where you can integrate it within a home theater system as the middle speaker. Uh, A80's range doesn't have that functionality, uh, but it still has the, the sound from screen technology. So if you don't use it with a soundbar or with a, with a home cinema system, it will still give you that forward-facing sound where uh, the, the audio is matching what you're seeing on the screen. 
And new for this year is that on the AAT range, we now also have forward-facing subwoofers as well. So again, getting you better sound quality directly from the TV on its own. Um, and of course, the, the op operating system is exactly the same. So they run the same Google TV interface. Uh, they have the same XR processor. Uh, they have the same overall look and feel from the front. But if you look at from, from a design point of view, you'll find that the A90J is going to be slimmer. Um, you've got some different stand positions with the A90J. And of course, the A90J goes up to an 83-inch, while you only go up to a 77-inch with the A80 family. Um, so for those customers who wanted to have the biggest possible screen, A90J is the one to go for, but if 77 inch is big enough for the kitchen, you'll be fine with the A80 range there as well. Sony offers high-end OLED and LCD televisions. But which yes. of those two technologies do you consider gives the best uh, possible image quality? Well, in our case, of course, we have our master series as a range of products. So those are considered to be the best in their individual respective categories. So A90J on the OLED side of things and the Z9J on the LCD LED side of things. Uh, the difference be be between those two is for us this year is, of course, that the Z9J is an 8K television. Um, so that really offers the ultimate in detail uh, where the XR processor really gets to work with more pixels. So it can give you even more more detail. So from a picture quality point of view, the, X, uh, the, the XR processor combining it with 8K makes the Z9J the, the top tier television. It's a, it's a flagship TV for the, for the year. So let's uh, talk about some of these other models. And so you mentioned the, the Z9J. Um, it's an 8K TV. What other benefits does it bring? Uh, of course, it's a big TV, so it comes in 75-inch or 85-inch TV. Um, it has the center speaker mode, just like the A90J. Um, of course, being a master series also means that you get the Bravia Core with the two years of streaming and the 10, 10 credits. Um, you've got a phenomenal sound system in this TV as well with forward-facing speakers, rear-facing subwoofers, um, and something that, that is called the frame tweeter. Um, so from last year's model, where we had two tweeters on the side of the TV, which used the frame to vibrate, this time around, the Z9J has four of those. So two on the side and two at the top, so you really kind of lift up that sound as well. Um, so you get really good sounds coming straight from the television. And again, of course, then the option to integrate it within the home theater system as well. Um, and of course, being an LED LCD TV with a full array backlight, and you can get much, much brighter as well. So for customers that need that ultimate in brightness, the maximum in detail, um, this is the one to go for. You mentioned a full array local dimming backlight, um, but there's no mini LED in your lineup this year, which has been coming to the market uh, from other other sectors. So have you considered mini LED or do you still consider FALD or full array local dimming the, the better approach? Well, in, in, in terms of technology, of course, they're slightly different, but they're both full array style televisions. Uh, the only difference is, of course, the size of the LEDs. Uh, so with mini LED, you can, you can make the TVs maybe a little bit slimmer. Uh, but also from a from a technology point of view, uh, we don't think it's quite ready for for our range of TVs just yet. But we're not saying no to the technology. But of course, we'll keep an eye open um, and to kind of see what the what the technology develops into. Uh, but for us, for now, full array traditional style, if you will, uh, will will still uh, deliver the better picture quality, the higher brightness, and the higher reliability as well. Okay, so um, just to wrap up then on the XR lineup, we've got the X95J and the X90J. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about those models. Yeah, uh, so of course, from a, from a positioning point of view, those are both full array TVs in the 4K family. Um, they both have acoustic multi-audio with speakers along the bottom and at the, at the top, but forward-facing subwoofers on the X95J. So you've got a stronger sound system in that model. Uh, they both feature the same XR processor, so of course then the, the processing side of things is very, very similar. 
but you just get higher brightness and better local dimming on the X95 uh, range of, 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 of TVs. Uh, can we move on to the gaming features on the Bravia XR TVs? Um, and what are they? And also, do the HDMI 2.1 port support 48 gigabits per second? Yeah, so for, for gaming, obviously quite a big focus on gaming uh, over maybe the, the last year or so since the introduction of the next generation uh, gaming consoles, PS5, for example. So um, yeah, the the majority, all of the Bravia XR range have um, two 48 gigabit per second HDMIs um, rated at HDMI 2.1, of course. Um, the Z9J um, also has a additional HDMI 2.1 port uh, for 8K, which supports uh, 4K 60 or 8K 60 rather. So 4K 120 is supported across all of those HDMI 2.1 ports. Um, ALLM is available from launch as well. Uh, and then VRR will arrive as an update uh, later on. Uh, don't have any timing for that update just yet, uh, but it certainly will support that once the, um, uh, the HDMI organization have set the standards for, for VRR and, and have got them set in stone as well. So uh, we'll move on that once that, that happens basically. So yeah, plenty of gaming support uh, for this year. Also. Um, I guess one of the most important things for gaming is low input lag as well. And um, actually, I have a number I can share for, <laughs> for low input lag, <laughs> which is uh, so for uh, 4K120, um, most of the models are 8.5 millisecond low input lag, so super, super low. The Z9J actually is slightly lower than that at 6 milliseconds. So some uh, really, really strong numbers for, for input lag at 4K120 as well. Excellent. Well, I think we've covered most of uh, the lineup. Um, certainly, we've we've asked the questions that we wanted to ask. So, I guess just to wrap up, which TV model in your range has you the most excited this year, and why? Well, for me, it's fairly straightforward. Um, I currently use an AG9. Um, just looking forward to swap it out for an A90J. Um, I've got the, the perfect setup there in a, within a home theater situation where it's the center speaker, full light controls. So, really enjoying those, those pure blacks that you get from an OLED TV. Yeah, I, I have to admit it's it's the same. I, I've actually got an A1 still, so um, I'm a couple of generations behind Nick. Um, but fantastic TV, I absolutely love it. Um, so A90J is, is what I'm most excited about. Um, I'm, I'm a big OLED fan anyway. And over the last couple of years, you know, we've seen OLED um, starting to really kind of develop and uh, improve further from where it was at the beginning, which was which was pretty good anyway. So, um, yeah, for me, A90J is uh, is is the most exciting because we've got this new XR OLED Contrast Pro technology uh, to really maximise the potential out of an OLED panel. Um, also, just you know, small little things that I like as well is um, um, the remote control. We've got the backlit remote control. Uh, the kind of aluminium uh, backlit remote control. Uh, and in that kind of home cinema um, uh, experience, even though I don't have a home cinema, I've got, you know, just a normal sitting room, but in the evening, you turn the lights down, want to watch a movie, you've got your backlit remote control, it's fantastic as well. And um, for me, design is super, super important as well. Um, I just love the minimalist look uh, of the A90J in particular. Um, just that kind of, you know, that one slate design. Um, I don't have any, uh, you know, there's no requirement for stuff around it. I don't need a sound bar. I've just got the TV. So 
Um, yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm most excited about. But having said that, um, I do love a good full array LED TV as well. And the X95J, I, I just get so excited about all of the, um, you know, technologies that we bring in to um, improve LED TVs as well. You know, a couple of years ago when OLED first came out, people were kind of saying, well, at this stage, I'm sure um, they'll start ignoring LED LCD TVs. But actually, the, the level of innovation and um, technology that has continued to go into LCD LED TVs is, is fantastic as well. So X95J, we've got some, you know, um, anti-reflection technology with X anti-reflection. We also have um, the X wide angle as well. So, you know, some of the, I guess, um, uh, weaknesses of LED LCD TVs have been addressed as well. So it's a really exciting time for uh, for TV in general still. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to seeing the A90J as well. I've, <laughs> I've read so much about it. I've seen so much about it. I just I want to get my hands on one now and, and see if it lives up to, you know, what, what, what's been said for it so far and, and so on. So Gavin, Nick, thank you very much for your time. It has been appreciated. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. My thanks also to Steve. And that wraps up the podcast special today. Uh, remember, you can like and subscribe if you've enjoyed today's show. And you can also support us via Patreon. The links are in the description if you're watching on YouTube. And of course, if you're watching on the audio-only version, uh, please send us your questions to podcast at abforums.com and leave us a five-star rating if they allow you to do that. I'm Phil Hinton. Thank you very much for watching and listening. And we'll catch you again for the weekly podcast on Wednesday.